you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And this one comes in pain. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of everything here. We are going to talk about Marcus Smart being traded uh, in a Kristaps Porzingis trade. But to get things started here, uh, we're going to follow today's podcast a little different. Obviously, there's no post game that we're following here. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about the coaching additions because we've made a ton of them everyone's actually kind of making fun of how many coaches we've actually added to this team uh, but i want to dive into it and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes which obviously is marcus smart uh leaving this team here but to get started brad stevens has done a phenomenal job adding talent to this coaching staff we heard all of the rumors about Ime basically taking all of our assistant coaches, which, you know, rightfully so. They were there in Boston for him. He is no longer there. It makes sense that they follow him to his next position, right? They're all his buddies. Makes sense. Uh, what the Celtics lacked this season was a defensive identity, essentially, right? Uh, they added Sam Cassell. He was the first assistant coach added. Uh, longtime assistant, worked with Doc, has been on the Celtics, built his pretty long career off of defense, right? Charles Lee, second edition. Obviously, Sam Cassell played in the NBA for a long time as well, so has a little bit more of an understanding of the game. Uh, has, is going to be able to relate to a lot of these players, frankly. Won a championship, like, this is a, a really good addition for the Celtics team. Charles Lee, assistant coach for the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best defenses in the entire NBA, uh, fairly consistently, right? He was the lead assistant there. He becomes the lead assistant in Boston. So you talk about two huge pickups. Charles Lee, another one, played in the NBA. After that, the Celtics go out get Phil Pressy. Now, this is a guy, he's a basketball mind, right? He played in the NBA as well as a, an extremely undersized guard, extremely undersized guard, uh, but had a career in the NBA because of how smart he was. Now he joins uh, Missoula's bench this offseason as well. This is another guy, assistant coach in the college level, didn't quite make it to the NBA as far as coaching goes, but very young, very young. Uh, another good addition. The Celtics also added Emil Jefferson, assistant coach at Duke, played with Jason Tatum at Duke. Uh, good pickup. Jason Tatum and Emil Jefferson are tight. This is a good pickup. Another one that played the game, knows the game, uh, moved into the coaching world. Like being an assistant coach at Duke isn't a small feat, right? Obviously, you know, Coach K is not there anymore, whatever, right? Uh, it's still a big pickup. So the Celtics have added four legitimate assistant coaches to this staff. So all of the people that were complaining about coaching being the issue last year, I mean, I obviously made my, my point, and I don't think that coaching was the reason that the Celtics lost. But adding all of these guys to this team is a huge pickup. Huge pickup. Uh Listen, that's obviously the small story in today's podcast. The big story, Marcus Smart is gone. 
Kristaps Porzingis is in. I'm going to break this trade into two different pieces here. I'm going to talk about the bad, and then I'm going to talk about the good. The bad is that we lost the heart and soul of this team. You can tell going on Twitter, and I'd never suggest looking at Twitter as the end-all, be-all, but you can tell that the Celtics won this trade on paper, but you just are so upset. Like, I slept maybe four hours last night knowing that Marcus Smart was no longer on this team. It took forever to fall asleep, and the sleep was horrible. Woke up, couldn't do it. Uh, So final bones of the trade. Marcus Smart gets traded to Memphis. Memphis trades Tyus Jones to Washington. Uh, We trade our 35th pick this year. But in return, actually, I guess we also traded Gallinari and Muscala. Neither of those huge, huge losses. Uh, But we get in return the 25th pick this year, a first-round pick next year from Golden State, which, you know, depending on what happens with Draymond Green, could be a pretty good pick. Uh, But then we also get back Kristaps Porzingis. So, again, Gallinari, not a huge loss, didn't really play last year. Muscala, I thought was a good pickup, didn't really amount to much. So we traded Muscala, Gallinari, and Marcus Smart, and we get back two first-round picks and Porzingis. On paper, good trade. We'll talk about that. But let's just talk about Marcus Smart here for a bit. Nine seasons, nine playoff appearances. You want a guy that goes out and absolutely plays balls to the wall every second of the game. That is him. The definition of toughness, the defensive player of the year last year, like this is this is as hard as it gets, right? The way I've been comparing it, like this is the Celtics trading KG and Paul Pierce back in the day to the Nets. Clearly, that trade worked out. We got Jalen Brown. We got Jason Tatum out of it. It does not make this trade any easier. You know, we clearly won that trade back then. But Paul Pierce is my, I'm Paul Pierce to this day is my favorite athlete of all time, right? This hurts just the same. I loved, loved Pierce. He was at the end of his career. So was KG. This, Marcus Smart, he's been on this team. He's been through Kyrie, Kemba, you know, even bringing in Brogdon, like you've got, a lot of point guards that have been brought into this team. Terry Rozier, a lot of point guards that have been given that role over Marcus Smart, and he finally gets it. He plays well in his role. He becomes that point guard. He becomes the guy that anchors the defense, and then they trade him. Listen, this is this is just – it hurts. It really, really hurts. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go with it because we talk about defensive identity. We were talking about it at the beginning of this podcast and bringing in 
defensive minded coaches and we just lost one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. And listen, Porzingis is a good defender. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, he is a one of the best pick and roll defenders in the NBA. And honestly, it's one of the things the Celtics got absolutely torched with last year. So I'll talk about that in the second half here. But watching Marcus Smart just disappear from this team, unless this becomes a championship, and it very well could, I do not think that the Celtics are done dealing. And honestly, there's probably going to be another podcast coming in the next couple of days because I have a feeling Brad Stevens has something up his sleeve, right? The framework of this deal originally was a three-team trade with the Clippers. Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to be the guard that was leaving. It was supposed to be Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, Porzingis to the Celtics, and then Marcus Morris heading to Washington. And I'm sure there were picks involved. I'm sure... Yeah, frankly, Gallinari and Mascala were also going to be there to fill out the deal because we still needed a match salary. So the only difference is it would have been Brogdon and not Marcus Smart, which I would have absolutely loved. It's exactly what I called for in this offseason. I said Malcolm Brogdon was going to be the guy that was gone. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know if I'm a, a huge fan of the contract of Porzingis. The Celtics really need to extend him because at this point, you've got a guy that was on a player option this year. Obviously, he opted into his deal. He's making a ton of money, $36 million. So you're giving up. Yeah, I don't I don't really want to call Muscala a rotational piece. I thought he could have been. Uh, but Gallinari should have been a, a rotational piece this year. Obviously, last year he missed the season because he tore his ACL in the offseason. But uh, you've got the framework of that deal was great. And now you're sitting here and instead of Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers, they find out that, or they decide that his injury history slash the injury that he just dealt with this offseason was a little too much for them. And instead of waiting, Brad decides to pivot, look at a different three-team trade, and finds this fit. And frankly, if you're Memphis, this is great. John Morant suspended 25 games. Marcus Mark goes in, fills in as a starting point guard. This is perfect for them. This is perfect. It just, it, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Uh Listen, I want to talk about some of the positives because at the end of the day, basketball is a business. I get it. This on paper, bringing in a seven foot three big man that can shoot, defend the pick and roll. Like this is a good move. It just doesn't change the fact that it really, really hurts. Uh, So I want to dive into some of the positives of this trade. But before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. 
Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so talk some positives here. Uh, I did my my mopey, sad moment for Marcus Smart. Kristaps uh, Porzingis is a great basketball player. He's had health issues, right, which is one of the reasons that I was, you know, honestly concerned about this trade to begin with. However, Porzingis is exactly what the Celtics have been kind of looking for. You know, a big that can replace Al Horford that can shoot the ball and defend like that is Porzingis. Now we've complained about Robert Williams being injury prone. Uh, Porzingis has played less games over the last, you know, three years than Robert Williams has. So it's a little concerning. You know, last year was the anomaly for him. He played 65 games last year, which is phenomenal. If we can get that version of Porzingis this year, I think it's a wrap. Honestly, like I think this is the perfect fit for Boston. It's a matter of health for me. And obviously what you gave up is tough too, but you're looking at a guy that is very long. People want to talk about height constantly. This guy is tall, right? Defends the pick and roll really well. Why? Because he is very tall. Like he can, he can give you a block a night. Easy. Just in the pick and roll game. Well, you look at last year's stats, 50% from the field, 38.5% from three, 8.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 0.9 steals. So putting up ridiculous numbers. Obviously, coming to a team with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum versus Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma, significantly different. Bradley Beal, obviously, another guy, always injured. Porzingis had his run of that team. He could do whatever he wanted, right? Now he's playing third fiddle. Those numbers, obviously, going to go down. But what Porzingis brings you is a guy that can do a little bit of everything, he can post you up. You can finally pass the ball into the paint to Porzingis and let him go to work. I don't think the Celtics have had that in a very, very long time. Our best post player was Marcus Smart, frankly. Uh, but now you have a legitimate center that can do that. On top of that, Porzingis can stretch the floor, right? We've we saw all last year the Celtics really relied on the three-point ball. And now we have a guy that shoots 38.5% from three. Like, this is a really, really good pickup. And honestly, from his career, he's a good three-point shooter, too. He had a couple seasons 
where it was off. Uh, but on in his career, he's a 36% shooter, which is a which is average across the NBA. But the last last year, 38.5%. Year before that, 36.7%. He can shoot. Right. And one of the things that the Celtics also struggled with at times was rebounding. You know, Jason Tatum was the best rebounding player on the team this year. You know, Robert Williams, great. Uh, but frankly, like he doesn't he doesn't play all that much. And as good as he is on the offensive glass, defensively, I mean, you're still looking at Jason Tatum as the top rebounder. So bringing in a guy like Porzingis that can challenge that, uh, I think is good. Listen, we've we talked about it all year long, trying to spell Al Horford and Robert Williams minutes, not play them a ton. This is a guy that can come in, give you 25 plus minutes. Like he averaged 32 and a half minutes last year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Like I think Al Horford takes a huge, huge, you know, step back as far as minutes goes. I think Robert Williams takes a, I don't know. I can't really say step back because he didn't play a ton of minutes this year, but you've got Kristaps Porzingis that can come in and give you 25 minutes, 25, even 30 minutes of high-level basketball. Now, the goal of this season needs to be to keep all of the minutes fairly low and get to the postseason. Because if you go into this postseason and Porzingis is hurt, we're right back at square one, except we gave up Marcus Smart, which really hurts. You know, we saw that this year. A lot the Coming from our finals appearance, we brought in Malcolm Brogdon. And on paper, huge addition. In the playoffs, he was hurt. He didn't play up to the standards that, you know, he set during the regular season. You know, I just, I don't want that to happen again. Because we're giving up a little bit more depth. You know, this is a season Gallinari you bring in and he could have been a rotational piece this year. You know, no one knows what he's going to be like coming off an ACL injury. No one knows, right? But you're giving up two rotational guys for Perzingis. And I do not think that this is done. Like, I don't think that this team that we're seeing today is going to be our starting team. But you look at it, you've got, you know, potentially a starting lineup of Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Porzingis. Like, that's a monster, monster team. And frankly, if you get rid of Al Horford and switch in Robert Williams as the starter, now you've got, you know, potentially Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's probably going to be traded. But Brogdon, Horford coming off the bench, it's still a good team. Grant assuming they re-sign him. Like, there's still a lot that could shake out with this team, but it's hard to say that the Celtics didn't get better in this trade. Does it hurt? Absolutely. But this is, on paper, a really good trade for the Celtics. You're bringing in a center that is basically everything you've been looking for. For... As long as it seems that he's been in the league, you know, Porzingis is 27 years old. Like he's young, seven foot three, you know, 
27-year-old guy, he's hitting his prime now. He is on the timeline of both of the Jays. Now, I don't know if he's going to need another super max or or max, I guess, extension. But right now, he's making a ton of money. A ton of money. And it's on a one-year deal right now. I would expect Brad Stevens to extend him. I think it would be absolutely silly to trade for Porzingis if he wasn't planning on signing an extension. So I would assume the framework of that or is at least been agreed upon at this point uh, because you don't send out a guy like Marcus Smart for a rental. You don't do it. Like, I don't care if he's LeBron James. Like, you don't trade Smart for one year of it. So hopefully we can get an extension signed and we move forward. But on paper, it's a really good addition. It's a really good addition. Uh, That's where we're going to wrap up. The NBA draft is tonight. Again, Celtics are drafting at 25. Frankly, don't think that they're going to be drafting a player. I think Malcolm Brogdon is probably going to be finding a new home. I find it really hard to believe that you kind of dangle him as trade bait for Porzingis. It falls through, and then you keep him on the team. I understand basketball is a business. At the end of the day, you want guys in that locker room that are wanted. And Brad Stevens just kind of showed that flag that he isn't. So I would expect – Malcolm Brogdon to be traded. I wouldn't be surprised to see him packaged alongside that 25th pick of tonight's draft. I also wouldn't be surprised to see the Warriors pick next year also being shipped. What that'll also do potentially free up some space for Peyton Pritchard if they bring him back as well. So there will be another podcast coming soon uh, because there's going to be a lot to unpack. I Fully expect there to be more going on today prior to the draft and throughout the draft. So expect another podcast shortly, but that is where we're going to wrap things up for today. Have a great rest of the day, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?